0: a summary of the stichet. At the end of this week's Parsha, in the parsha Savim, one Pasik before the last, it says, I have placed life and death before you, and you shall choose life for Bacharta so that you will live and your children will live, and so on. So Rashi quotes the words and you shall choose life or Baharta and it says three things about it first he explains the meaning of I am am guiding you that you should teach I'm teaching you that you should choose life choose the the portion of life number two he says he gives a parable it's like a person that says to his son choose for yourself a good portion of the inheritance that you're going to get and he points out to him what's the good portion and he says to him this is what you should choose a third thing, he brings a raya from a pasuk, and he, Rashi says, and regarding this, it is said in Tehillim, Shem is my portion, you are the one that supports me, supports my uh, my lot in life, that's the pasuk, and Rashi explains, you have placed my hand on the good lot in life, to tell me this is what you should take, that's the Rashi, so we have to understand a number of things. First of all, why does Rashi have to explain anything? The words of B'charta B'chayim and life are obvious. It's a simple meaning. Why does Rashi find it necessary to explain anything at all about it? Looking at it from the surface, it would seem that Rashi is trying to tell you that uh, the words of B'charta Bahaim are not to be seen as a mitzvah, as a command from Hashem, or even good advice because the reason that it can't be that is because if the person is convinced that following the Torah is life, so then he doesn't have to be told that. He doesn't have to be commanded to follow life, to choose life, because that's an obvious choice. So there's no, it's, no, it's not necessary to command him to do that. And if he's not convinced that this is the choice of life, so then how is it going to help to tell him, choose life, if he doesn't see this as life? He doesn't see Torah, it's his life. So therefore, it doesn't make sense to say that it's a command, but rather, Rashi says, I am showing you, Hashem is she- saying to us, I am showing you what is life. This is life. Following my words, following the Torah, following my commands, that is life. Because it's not always obvious that choosing Torah, that going in the way of Torah is the uh, is the is the choice of life. Because, Sometimes you look at the world around you, and it doesn't seem so that way at all. So, therefore, Hashem has to tell you, "This is life." I'm telling you, "This is the choice of life." And therefore, Rashi says he brings a parable. It's like a father showing his son what's the best part of the estate. This is what you should choose. This is the best part of the estate. I'm the expert. You can trust me. This is the uh, the best part for you to choose so Hashem also says to us this is the best choice that you can make this is the choice of life you may not understand it but it is so and he brings a raya from the passage that Hashem places us and uh, tells us what is the correct lot in life what is the choice that we should make but even if we understand it this way why does Rashi find it necessary to bring a parable to make to explain it to us you don't need a parable for something as obvious as that. And to the, in, in fact, it might be to the contrary. In, the, in, the, uh, in Hashem explaining it to us, it's more understood than in the parable. Because in Hashem explaining to us that this is the right choice... It's, so, it's something that is not always obvious. We see, for instance, the, the evil prosper. Sometimes you see that Rishoyim do better. They're, they, they have a good time. They're making money. They're, they do better in life. Atzadik, sometimes, they have difficulty in this world. That's, an, that's a fact of life. So therefore, when you look at the world, it may not seem obvious that choosing Torah and Mitzvahs is the good choice, is the choice of life. Therefore, Hashem has to explain it to us. But in the parable where where a person is explaining to his son, this is the best, those are physical things that a son could also understand. These are things which are pretty obvious to most people. And why is it even necessary to explain it? So, explaining it in the parable is even less understood than Hashem having to explain it to us. So, what do we need a parable for? another thing we have to understand Rashi says he points him in the direction of the best p- portion the father points the son tells him what's the best and then he says this is what you should choose if he's already pointed him in the direction of what he should choose why does he have to repeat to him this is what you should choose so to explain the question that Rashi is addressing is the, the, these p-sukim, this pasuk that we just quoted is the second last pasuk in, the, in this parsha. And it's followed by how one should follow Hashem. You shall listen, love Hashem, you shall listen to His voice, you shall at- cleave to Him, attach yourself to Him, because He is your life, and the length of your days, um, and so on. The question that Rashi has is, only three or four psukim earlier, it, the very same thing was said. It says from Pasik Tezvav, Chapter Lamed, uh, Tezvav, I have placed before you life and good and death and, and evil. Which obviously means that life is associated with the good and, and death is associated with evil. Um, the things that I command you today to love Hashem and to go in His ways and to keep His Torah and the mitzvahs. And you will live and you will prosper and Hashem will bless you. And if you will turn your heart away and you will not listen to Him... And you will worship I alien gods. I'm telling you today that you will be destroyed. You will not have long life on the on the earth. And then he go and uh, and then he goes on the next passage, He says again, I uh, I appoint the heaven and the earth as the uh, witnesses that I have placed before you li- life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life, so that you will live and your children will live. He just said the same thing a few psukim earlier, and then he repeats it again. So I said, why does he repeat it again? What's the necessity of repeating that whole thing again? So we must say, since the only words which are new in these psukim are "and you shall choose life," it must be about this that the re- this is the reason that the Torah repeats the whole thing to tell you these two words of Acharei Tavachayim. So, what's so unique about the words of Bachar of that he had to repeat everything in order to say this? So, Rashi says a parable of a father and a son. In the parable, not only does the father point out to the son what is the best part of the, of the estate, but he also tells him, this is what you should choose. In other words, Rashi says sometimes it's necessary not only to show, to point out what is best, but to also follow up and say, this is the choice that you should make. So in other words, after the Torah has already told us in the earlier psukim, as I said in the four or five psukim before this, spelled out the whole thing, there's life and there's death, and this is a so- and life is, uh, is associated with good, and death is associated with evil, and so on. So in other words, he's, he has pointed out to us what is the good choice, he now follows up and he says, this is what you should choose. That's like the father saying to the son, this is what you should choose. And he explains it through the mushal, just like in the mushal. Obviously, if the father has to point out to the son what's the best part of the uh, estate, it's not as obvious as you would think. So therefore, the father says two things to the son. First of all, this is my estate. I know what's good here, so you can, so therefore... When I tell you that something is good, I know what's good and what's, what's the best part. In addition to that, I'm your father. You can trust me to give you the best advice possible. So therefore, this is the best part, and this is what you should choose. The same thing with Hashem. Hashem says, when you look at the world, it's not always obvious, as we explained before. And so therefore, the Ebesh has to say, you should choose, this is good and this is bad. But because it's not obvious and it may seem otherwise to people, therefore you have to follow up again and say, I am the one that created the world and I know what's best in the world and you are my children, therefore you can trust what I say. And therefore I'm telling you again, this is what you should choose. It needs extra zeros. You need to encourage and, and tell people what is best in order for them to be able to make the right choice. But since in the end it's still difficult because a person in this world is, is confronted with what seems to be interesting in the world and it doesn't seem that Torah Mitzvah is that interesting and when you contrast them one to the other you might come up with the wrong conclusion. And even if Hashem tells you this is what you should choose it's still difficult to make the right choice. So Rashi says there's another thing to say. Something else is going on here too. In regards to this situation is the the tilim says Hashem you are my portion and you are the one that supports my lot in life. You have placed my hand on the good lot, on the good choice. So what Rashi is saying is that not only does Hashem tell us you should choose life but he also places he makes good life for us. At least from time to time sometimes it's not always obvious but for sure every person has in his life very often times when you see that having made the right choice of going in a moral way in Hashem's way it worked out for the better Hashem gives you ways in which you can actually see He places your hand on the good lot not that He doesn't tell you what to choose He, He actually puts your hand on it in other words allows you to see that this is the right choice and this is why Rashi w- when you look at closely at the moshul, at the parable as opposed to the lesson that we learned from it we see a difference in the Moshel in the parable it says he says to his son this is what you should choose for yourself whereas when he comes to Hashem telling the Eden it says this is what you should take this is what you should take, you should take. not choose but take what's the difference the difference is that a father can only explain to his son what is good and what is not, and therefore I'm telling you this is what you should choose. But in the case of Hashem, not only does He explain it to us, but He places our hand on it. He chooses that way of life for us. He sets us up on that way of life, not simply tells us. And therefore the only thing that we have that's left for us to do is take that life. I've chosen that life for you, I've set you up in that life, now live the life that I have chosen for you. That's kach Choose that, not choose that life. That is already chosen. Take that life. Live the life that I have chosen for you. And we find another difference between the mushal and the nimshul. By the mushal he calls it chelik, the best portion. In the nimshal he calls it geirol, the lot in life, lottery in life. What's the difference? So we see that when it comes to a lottery... Sometimes you have uh, two partners that want to split up their partnership and they, take, they, they make a lottery about what, who should take what. Even after they made the lottery and the lottery is finished and it's already been uh, divided, you know already who's going to get what, they, the person that gets A or B doesn't own A or B until he actually has to make an acquisition, an act of acquisition. The lottery doesn't make it yours in... Ordinary circumstances, but when Hashem divided the he Yisroel for the Yidin, and it was done through a lottery, through Ruach HaKaydish, that the names and the portions were drawn by lottery, everybody agrees that there is no need for the uh, Yid that was given a, a portion through the lottery to go and make an act of acquisition. The lottery made it his so in a similar way here when a father says it to his son he says choose this but the, the son has to go ahead and do something in order to choose it he has to make it his by choosing it but when Hashem places a certain life before you that is already your life you don't have to choose it anymore you just have to go step in and live the life and take that life and go ahead with it to understand this whole idea in the inner dimension of Torah, the Rashi brings out sometimes Hasidic, all the time, Hasidic concepts as well. We see it over here too. And the difference between the portion as opposed to the geirul, and the difference between choosing and, the dif- and taking, we can also see it, uh, we see that idea brought out in, uh, in a Hasidic concept as well. How so? There are two ways in which a yid could come to the, can choose life. One is, he makes a calculation, look around you, you may, it may seem that this is a better choice, the world is a better choice, but he knows that in the long term it all fails, in the long term making the choice of Hashem is a much better investment, you'll get a better net result in the end. So therefore, based on that calculation, he chooses life. That is choosing life, because there were two options. And he chose the better the better option that is what appeared to him to be the better option. Another way is Ayid doesn't see that there are two options. there's nothing to choose from. Ayid is connected to the Avishter and must be connected to the Devishter, and therefore that's the only choice possible, and it 's not even called a choice because it's the only option possible. That's the only thing that he can take. He takes the one option that's available to him. Not that he calculated that this is a better net result but that there is no other way that he could live his life a yid has to be connected to Hashem and that is also expressed by the term geirul geirul means a lottery a lottery is not the results of a lottery are not based on a choice they're what would seem to be random but of course not random but it's not based on your choice it happens to you because this is how it has to be to understand it a little bit deeper why is it considered to be such an important thing that a Yid chose life, chose the way of Hashem? The reason is because Klippa, the negative forces, get their source of chayis, of life, of energy, from what's called makif. Since Hashem does not want to integrate with Klippa, so He gives them something in a, in a very peripheral way. But when what you get from the periphery is unlimited because it doesn't have to accommodate itself to a specific, to a certain keli, to a certain parameter, to a certain situation. So it's a it's an unlimited giving. So that's why klipa can sometimes seem to prosper, can sometimes get ahead, whereas k'tusha it gets from Hashem in an integrated way, where Hashem gets involved and therefore it's limited according to the keli according to one standing according to one status when a yid makes the choice to opt for kdusha even though he will get a more limited um, beracha a more limited hashba of course that's temporary because in the end klipah is cut off altogether but temporarily at least a yid chooses to go with Hashem even though it's a more limited um therefore that's a big thing, it's a a big thing that he chose it, but that kind of choice is based on his own rationale in the end hashem you know the clipper will be cut off, and so therefore, in the end he will get a net result but it's the choice is under, is now understood to be an important choice, but it still comes from a rational conclusion. The other way is not because he makes a calculation. It's just simply that a Yid cannot live with anything other than Hashem. Everything else has to be rejected. Nothing else is of importance. Not, it has nothing to do with what will he gain from it. It's just that I can't be connected to anything else other than Hashem. But the question could still be asked, if a Yid's ultimate choice is that he chooses it from the depth of the soul and because there cannot be any other... it's not even a choice it's just taking what is right... you know the the thing which I should rightfully be connected to and it can not even be called a choice because there is no other option so why does the Torah say why does the Torah call it a choice? the reason for that is because in this depth of the soul, in the source of the soul in the very essence of the soul there cannot be any other option but the way the soul comes down the way the soul reacts in the world it lives you have to bring down that choice that this, the essence of the soul is connected to it when you live in the real world that has to come down in a way that you can relate to it that has to come through Seichel It has to be understood by your rational mind why you're making a choice, that you're making a choice. And therefore, the Torah talks about it in terms of how this has to be brought down into the reality of the world. And therefore, even though the essence of the soul is taka a and it's kach, it's only one option to take, but the way it has to be brought down into the world, of it has to be understood rationally, and a choice has to be made. And that's why the... Uh, Parsha Nitzavim is read always right before Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, not only because of what it says in the beginning of the Parsha, that Atam Nitzavim, which talks about Rosh Hashanah, that you will walk upright in the judgment, but also at the end of the Parsha, it talks about choosing, and that's what we do on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, we have to once again choose Hashem as our Melech, as our King, and Hashem has to once again renew His choice of us as His people. And in this too, the way Hashem chooses us, there are also two levels in the way He chooses us. There is how it's done in the essence of Hashem, that there can't be any other choice. There's only one uh, nation, nothing else. It's Yisraelu Malka bl It's just the Yidn and Hashem, and there's nothing else exists. But then that choice has to filter down into the world. And the way it filters down into the world is that the Yisraelu Malka Kola amim, you will be my chosen nation from all the other nations. In other words, there is a comparison to the other nations, and Hashem has to choose us from amongst the other nations. That's how it happens in this world. Similar to the two choices that we talked about before. And since on Rosh Hashanah it all has to come around once again, everything has to happen once again, therefore we read Pashon Savim where it explains the two levels of choice or connection that they didn't have to Hashem and that's how it also plays out again on Rosh Hashanah